the first definition of a mother is to bring up a child with care and affection. We mother at home, in the classroom, as therapists, as case managers, and mentors. I'm Christian, a mother of three at home, a mother of the teen girls that I mentor, and a mother of the hundreds of students I've had in my 10 years of teaching. Passing the Crown podcast was created for the mother in you. Join me here bi-weekly as we tackle topics that will help us help build the next generation of strong, amazing young women. Hey, mommies. How are you doing today? I love that even in the midst of a hard or a sad or a rough day, you are still showing up for yourself. I cannot stress that enough. Every time y'all hear me, every time y'all see me, I want to acknowledge that we probably had a rough day, but thank you for still showing up for yourself. Thank you for still showing up for your young lady. God has a plan for you. Hey, hey, hey. I am excited to jump into today's topic titled, What I Feed My Children Now Is What They Will Have to Serve When They Get Older. My time as a child, observing the students that I work with, and of course, raising my own children, I'm starting to see that there are some things that I need to give them right now while they're young so that they can continue to grow through this knowledge as they continue to grow. I am setting my kids up for success when I help them lay a strong foundation. So there are so many things that we need to feed into our children while they are young. This episode, I'm going to talk about the three main things that I found helpful for myself, that I have been noticing helpful with the girls that I mentor, that I have been noticing helpful with my oldest son. I also sent out a survey to adults and I asked them, what do they feel like they needed to know while they were younger so that they would be better at it right now? I consistently got three things. One, money management. Two, manners and how to respect yourself and others in certain places. And three, organizational skills. We're going to take this low, and we're going to start off at the top. Number one, money management. Money management was very hard for me because I didn't have a good example of it growing up. When I got in adulthood, I saw myself making mistakes that I should not have made. Now that I'm more wiser, I see that I was making mistakes that I should not have made. Now that I have my own children, especially my eldest son, I see him getting money and doing the same thing that I do with money. I had to realize that I was continuing the generational curse if I didn't stop fix my issues with money so that I could fix my son or help my son. 
I began to teach him good money management practices by one. I gave him a breakdown of how much my check was. I showed him the household bills that I have to contribute to and any other bills that I have that I have to contribute to. I also included in this list groceries, gas, his sports, his sister's daycare, all of the things that I have to pay for financially, I wrote down for him. This helped him to see that I'm working for the money that's coming in and I have to be responsible with this money to take care of the things that I need to take care of. If I don't take care of the things I need to take care of, son, we're going to be out somewhere. I can't blow my money because if I blow my money on a whole bunch of things that I want, then I won't have money to suffice and take care of the things that I need. Another thing that we do to support my son with his money management is we started to give him an allowance. That way he has money coming in periodically that we're challenging him to do the right thing with. Great example, one time he was saving up for this app that he needed to be a better editor. I was able to show him that he could save money to pay for this app versus just asking me to pay for it. As we began to do things like that, my son is now starting to see that when he gets money, he doesn't blow it all on a video game. Now he's more mindful of the things that he buys with it. He might get money and say, okay, I need to go get these pencils. I need pencils for school and I wanna go get that with my money. Ooh, there's a dance coming up and I have this extra money and I wanna go buy these things for my dance. Thing one, teaching my kids money management will help them be successful in their finances now so that when the time they're adults and they have more money to manage, they're gonna already know how to do it. I gave us two ways that we could begin practicing money management with our children. One, give them a breakdown of your income and money and how you divide it to take care of your household and other financial responsibilities. Thing two, I started giving my son an allowance and giving him the opportunity to practice. You have this money coming in, now you need to be thoughtful in the way that it goes out. Take care of the things you need first. And we do this on a consistent basis. Now, of course, there are some times where my son gets his money and then he blows it all at a store because him and his cousin want to go buy snacks. When things like that happen, I simply use calm consequences. I remind him in a calm voice, remember, now that you spent all your money on something that wasn't that necessary, when you actually need something, where are you going to have to pull from or who are you going to have to ask? So I just want to remind you, son, that that's why it's so important for me to put my money where it needs to go. In the school, I see several examples of our students not knowing proper ways to be respectful to the environment around them. I know that every culture has different manners 
that show respect. But I believe that there are basic manners that we should all know and practice as young people so that when we get older, we already know and understand these social manners. Thing number one, yes ma'am, no ma'am. And me, I don't even require my children and the kids in my school to say yes ma'am or no ma'am because I'm still like, okay, I'm still a little young. That yes ma'am, no ma'am, I know that it shows respect, but it makes me feel a little too older. So I tell my kids even a simple yes or no is fine, but it's very disrespectful to tell a grown-up yeah, now, I don't know. Thing number two, it's important for us to lay the foundation of proper social manners that work in our culture. The first social manner that I believe that's important for us to talk about is saying yes, ma'am, or no, ma'am, or yes, sir, no, sir, or saying yes or no. A lot of my students don't understand why they have to respect an adult. So I simply tell them that that's a social rule that I've learned that we just have. I'm showing an adult respect to acknowledge that I know you've been here before me. I know you have more experience than me. I know that you can teach me something. It's not because an adult is better than you because you're a child. It's simply a respect thing. That's why it's polite or respectful to say yes ma'am, no ma'am, yes sir, no sir, or simply just a yes and a no with nice proper eye contact. Sometimes when you need a little help, it can start a search. And you're gonna go searching for all of these great gems that are going to teach you what you need to know so that you can be the best at what you're trying to do. Well sisters, your search It ends here. We have created the Girl Guide, the facilitator's manual to working with teen girls. Click the link in the show notes to get your copy of the Girl Guide. Trust me, you're going to love it. You'll read about topics from dealing with compassion fatigue, dealing with difficult students, and even have activities on how to build confidence in girls. My friends, stop what you're doing now, go to the show notes, and download your copy of The Girl Guide, the facilitator's manual for working with teen girls. I know you'll enjoy. Another social manner that I believe is important to discuss is talking over other people. I see this in my children at home. I see this so much in the classroom. I could be having a conversation and a whole bunch of other students are coming up to me talking, interrupting my other conversation. They're across the room yelling my name, trying to get my attention. So the second social cue or second social manner that I believe that is important for us to discuss is not interrupting people while they're talking. I simply tell my students and my children, I know that what you have to say is important and I know 
you need my help or you're really excited to tell me whatever you have to say. But I'm talking and when you scream over me or when you interrupt me, it's almost as if you're saying, I don't care what you're talking about and I don't care what you're doing. I need you to stop and pay attention to me. And that is very unfair. When I explain it to them like that, they always understand. Even my five-year-old, I've had to explain it to him like that several times, but he gets it now. When mommy is talking, you respect mommy and what she's talking about or what she's doing by patiently waiting until she's done. The last social manner that I would like to speak about is the golden rule. Treat others how you would like to be treated. It is important for us to remind our young people that as much as you want to be loved on, as much as you want people to be kind to you and understanding and patient with you, you have to do the same and be the same for other people. What you give out is what you will give back. I teach this to my young people by showing them. Y'all, it's just me in this classroom. Now, I, ooh, I just thought of the best example. Today, the day of this recording, is actually Valentine's Day. The day of this recording, I was in class and I told my whole class three times, my timer has started, I'm ready to read. At this point, some people are still having small conversations. So then I say, young people, I think the thing y'all aren't noticing is that I've asked y'all as a class three times, some of y'all individually more than three times, to stop talking because I'm ready to start reading now. And what's happening to me is that so many young people that I know, I know y'all care about me, but right now I'm asking y'all to do something and y'all are blatantly not doing what I'm asking y'all to do. Now, if in return, I get angry and I start yelling at y'all and I have an attitude, y'all gonna look at me like I'm the one that's in the wrong. But really, I'm just giving out what y'all are giving me. If you all want me to be kind and respectful to y'all and ask y'all nicely to do what I need for y'all to do, then I need y'all to be responsive to my nice, kind talking. I shouldn't have to yell at you or fuss at you. I don't want you to yell at me or fuss at me. So I'm being kind to you by asking you nicely to stop talking. I need you to be kind to me by actually closing your mouth and doing what I'm asking you to do, which is reading a book. Social manner number three, treat others how you want to be treated. Recapping once again, we are talking about three things that are good foundational skills to start instilling in our children now. Thing one was money management, making sure your children know now how to begin managing their money and saving their money. Thing two, social manners, how to treat others and yourself with respect in different social settings. Thing three, organization. Organization is how I keep my life in order. 
two of the most basic organizational tips that you can teach your children that will help them with their foundation of organization is one, keeping their room in a tidy, organized manner, and two, keeping a calendar slash agenda. In my classroom, things being unorganized is the, the, the fall of me, okay? How I teach my students to be organized young people One, when they come in my classroom, we have a goal sheet. A piece of that goal sheet is them writing down the class agenda. This is helping them be organized because I'm teaching them how to make a to-do list of all the things you need to do. And then I periodically remind them to go through and check their process throughout the class. This is becoming very helpful for us, especially for those young people that struggle to turn their work in at the appropriate proper time. The checklist helps keep those young people on track. In my own house, I teach my children with a calendar and with alarms for my oldest son. I remind him to put reminders in his phone calendar and set an alarm so he could get a notification to remember to remind him. And I have him to set alarms for different things. At night, before I go to sleep, there's an alarm for 8 o'clock that says, brush my teeth, do nighttime routine. In the morning, he has an alarm that wakes him up, although I still do it. I like his alarm because sometimes he gets up before I go in there and wake him up. It's teaching him to be organized. In his bedroom and in my other kid's bedroom, we have drawers. We organize the drawers for different things. Once again, this is teaching them organization of their clothes and the things in their room so that they already know where to find stuff. Comparing kids in my classroom based off of organization, friends, we can clearly see a difference when kids are unorganized first when they're organized. Organization will be the foundation that they need to help them through money management. Organization will help them through time management. Organization is going to help them in their home management. So many things. As I go ahead and wrap up, sisters, I want to say those three things once again. Things that I show my kid now are what they will give out when they get older. One, money management, proper ways to take care of money. Two, manners, how to respect yourself and others in social settings. Three, organizing your life, how to keep everything where it should be to help you be more stress-free. Sisters, there are so many other things that we need to teach our daughters so that we can build a strong foundation, so that we can help build a strong foundation. Thank you, O God, for being the head. Thank you, O God, for showing us what we need. Lord God, we are on your team. We are doing whatever you need for us to do, O God. Lord, we do not want to take over. Lord, we do not want to go our own way or in our own flesh, oh God. We need you. We need your guidance. 
Thank you for showing us where to go. Thank you for showing us what to do. Thank you for showing us what to say. Thank you for showing us how to say it. Thank you for leading and thank you for guiding. Thank you, Mama. I love you. Have a blessed day. Keep being strong. You got this. It's okay to be weak sometimes, but remember you still got this. You feel me? Have a great day, sisters, and I look forward to talking to you next week. Later.